0: Welcome to this Season 2 episode of the MeSuite Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a MeSuite mindset. Just like leaders in the C-suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day-to-day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me-sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. this episode of the Me Suite, we are bringing back a season one special guest. Her name is Tina Gilbert. She was episode number 15 back in season one. We recorded in February of 2020 and we were recording on the topic of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And an awful lot has happened since that time. If you have a great memory and you heard episode 15, you may even remember that one of Tina's challenges to all of us of things that we could start doing differently on Monday was to reach out to people different from ourselves and bring them in for a dinner party. Well, we've got some constraints on that recommendation, but I thought it would be so valuable and extremely timely to bring Tina back into the Suite here at the end of 2020 and have us reflect on all that has changed, all that continues to need to change and give us some provocation for how we would show up differently in 2021. So I'm gonna learn a lot as I always do. Welcome Tina Gilbert to the Suite.
1: Thank you, Donna. Excited to be here and join you in this reflection of the journey of inclusion and diversity over 2020.
0: Tell me about your new role, Tina. I understand that you are the Managing Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Advisory Services at a very important organization, Management Leadership for Tomorrow. Can you give us a little flavor into that new leadership role that you have?
1: Yes, thanks, Donna. I am leading our external consultancy to Mm -hmm. support institutions in addressing issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. MLT has a wonderful 15-year history of working specifically on the recruiting pipeline at all levels of the organization. And one of the things that the founder, John Rice, wanted to do was expand not only what we're doing for individuals, Mm -hmm. but what we're doing for institutions. And so the advisory services side is all about creating rigorous, strategic, programs and processes that are embedded into an organization's DNA
0: mm-hmm.
1: really bring the the philosophies of d to light. And so I'm excited to have a chance to work across industries mm-hmm. and really bring um, new ideas and innovation um, into this space at a very important time.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing organization and they are very fortunate to have you. Well, thank you. You're the one who taught me the best definition of d that I had ever heard, that inclusion is the soil and diversity is the seed.
1: I've always loved that definition. Well, thank you. I got a new one around the words unconscious bias and privilege. Teach me. <laughs> so unconscious bias is the lens by which you view the world. Mm -hmm. and privilege is the lens by which the world views groups of people and it is your responsibility as someone with privilege to help adjust those in blind spots to create bright spots
0: wow well we could just end the
1: episode right there (laughs) It, it won't get better than that that was awesome Thank you. Yeah, that was one that when we were working on with a group on really how to get to the core of what mm-hmm. in the past had been divisive words. I mean, really privilege was causing angst for individuals. Mm-hmm. And so we needed to come to get past the definitions to get to solutions. And this yeah. concept of a lens um, came out of a discussion. Um, and so, yeah, that's I got my seeds and now I have my lenses love it. Well, let's go a little bit further
0: on that. There is so much that has happened, and we'll keep this conversation more, I guess, focused on the United States, although I do have global listeners. There is an awful lot that has been happening with tension and conflict in the United States since we spoke in February. Of course, the pandemic impacting everyone globally I have personally been involved in conversations about what it means to be an ally. You said unconscious bias, microaggressions, creating safe space. Don't be a Karen. Can you share with me and the listeners, what is your perspective on what has been happening and how would you be challenging us as future leaders or leaders today to be uh, showing up differently and being part of the solution?
1: So what I think when I reflect on 2020 in the totality, Mm -hmm. it has been a shift in the conversation. So I'll I'll start there. Mm -hmm. And that shift in the conversation specifically around diversity and inclusion has now allowed us to move a little bit further out of the comfort zone, Mm -hmm. that this is no longer a topic that needs to be done in a place where people feel comfortable participating, Mm -hmm. no longer feel comfortable listening. Mm -hmm. It's actually now encouraged that we're stretching, right? That we're moving out of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. into the fear zone to eventually get to the growth and solution space. Okay. Now a conversation where the creation of friction is a desired outcome yeah. as a way of getting to the root causes. So I would say that's the, the, the first shift that this moment in time has given us.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what I would
1: encourage your listeners to do is embrace it, right? Embrace the discomfort. Yeah. Um, uh, we talk about comfort with ambiguity a lot in the consulting space. Yeah, But for really people who have a true growth mindset, which going back to your title, is a key part of a me-sweet mentality. Mm you got to be comfortable moving into that fear zone to get to that next growth mode. Um, So that's one thing I would say about this. And so people move away from getting caught on those words and definitions, as we were just talking about, to really moving towards solutions. The next thing I say that has happened is it's now this balance of immediate impact or immediate action Mm -hmm. and long-term sustainability and solutioning. And so people want to get out there fast because you want to seem to be on top of it, um, but we want to make sure we're creating solutions that can last long. We hear a lot about, is this a movement or a moment? Um, Will this go away? And so as you approach this, think about it from the a time continuum, right? Mm-hmm. What are you doing now that's going to have impact to those in the greatest pain, or at least pain that you have now seen in a different perspective? Yeah. But then what are you doing from a longevity standpoint and a sustainability so the solutions and what you put in place will last so that the next movement, the next moment, we won't be kind of reinventing and saying, Well, what happened to all the stuff we started back in 2020?
0: Yeah. So let me play out a real specific scenario. So I'm a white woman. I am educated. I grew up middle class. And you would put me in a privilege bucket. Is that
1: right? You have certain privileges, yes.
0: Yes. So... What do you feel is appropriate for me to do in reaching out to a community and having an open space for the conflict, for the get uncomfortable?
1: The first thing is, I don't think you necessarily need to go to the community of color and Mm -hmm. say, hey, here I am. I'm your ally. Okay. I think what it's more of is going to your family reunion Uh And starting to have discussions with people who look like you Uh around the issues and the topics that we're talking about. I see. You and I have had a lot of conversations. So you understand the context. You're Mm -hmm. getting the discussion. Mm -hmm. How are you now taking those beliefs and values and not about reinforcing them with me? Yes. Yes taking those to spaces where I don't go? Yeah. And I'm saying your family reunion, not in a specific, but in, in that general sense. How do yeah. you take that to the, the communities, to the rooms that I'm not in yeah, and start breaking the biases
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: myths that exist within those organizations, right? those communities and those rooms? Wow. So that's where I see kind of what you do. Now you might say, Hey, Tina, I just want to make sure I'm saying this right. Well, yeah, then let's have conversation. Let's have, let's still have that now virtual dinner that Mm -hmm. we talked about under the guise of, of, of communication and, and developing relationships. But your ally flag, I need Mm -hmm. you to hang that in rooms that I can't get in. Oh. And I need you and need others to train your children and that next generation. So those rooms aren't even built in the future.
0: Yeah. That is so powerful, Tina. I have chill bumps on, even though I'm kind of wearing a sweatshirt right now. I want to say it again, or or have you say it again, hang your ally flag in a room that I don't have access to.
1: That is it. That is the definition of being an ally. That is the definition.
0: Wow. And when you said the example of at the family reunion, that example resonates very much with me. And I'm reflecting on the family reunions I will have over the holidays. And will I, how can I, what will I do to show up differently? That is extremely powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in that, there can be going back to that friction, right? Yeah. Because Uncle Rob always makes this comment, always yes. says this thing. Yes. And we just kind of let it roll off. Right. What's going to happen this year if we actually say something?
0: Wow. Live in the conflict. Yes. Exactly. Wow. That's beautiful. And so specific and practical, not theoretical. This is doable, people. Yes. Yeah. It
1: is. And as we said, it's not comfortable. No. But it's doable.
0: No. What else is on this list of yours?
1: (laughs) There's a little bit of, we will see how things evolve, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of what's coming up. But there's a lot of discussion, right? As organizations Mm -hmm. are pushing forward with these types of trainings and discussions Mm -hmm. of how how far we can go and how far um, it can be taken. And so um, keep an eye on that. And that's where legislative, And and voting advocacy will play a big role Mm -hmm. in the the future of inclusion and diversity as it moves past 2020. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because I think with us moving from comfortable to friction, Mm -hmm. you're getting attention uh, of even more people. And so there will be the in the space, in the moment advocacy, but Mm -hmm. I can eventually see it moving into something more organized depending on not only political outcomes, but just as this um, ha- as different momentums continue moving forward,
0: yeah, do you think that these more conflict oriented conversations end with apologies, or if you've done it right, they don't have to end with apologies How, how does that discussion complete
1: yeah i I think the part of apology and it kind of ties to feeling of guilt or mm. a, a feeling of i think it is at this point, people want to see progress going forward. Mm -hmm. And the authenticness, if an apology comes out,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: should be based on your experience and your awakening, Mm -hmm. and not some communal apology. Yeah. And so I think where someone is is truly kind of reflecting, and, and you see it in some of the the, the popular articles and magazines, right, of people mm-hmm. having conversations with their one friend of color or having a conversation with their, their Black best friend who they never defined as Black before yeah. and what that means to them. Mm-hmm. And I think in those cases where it is about relationships, because at the core, mm-hmm. this this was an issue about how humans interact with each other. yeah, And so we just want that to be authentic. Yeah. And so if you get, if there's an authentic apology, let's have it. But a communal one, I would say let's focus more on the future. And that's yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's a very powerful one and I respect it tremendously. Are there certain things that you would recommend people be reading or any types of resources you think we should raise awareness to at this time?
1: You know, I, I love this question because I'm like, folks, <laughs> this research and topic is is not new. It was not mm. created in 2020. Yeah. And so what I say is, you know, Google is your friend. Okay. Pick any topic. The interesting thing, it, you, when you get out there, you see so much information. Mm-hmm. And so align your area where you want to go deeper with areas that you're naturally passionate about, that you're yeah. naturally interested in. And I think I even mentioned this on the first one. You don't have to search long and hard.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: not going to promote any particular author. Yeah, There is so much out there and different perspectives and approaches as well. So don't feel like there, there's one book or one Bible. Mm-hmm. I think really understanding and getting different perspectives and finding what's right for you and mm-hmm. what fits you and your environment mm-hmm. is, I would say, the way to go. But lots out there, Just just feel comfortable exploring. I mean, that's how I, I kind of, even myself in this 2020 year, read so many more books and things that I had done probably over the last three years combined because it's been kind of stagnant. So there's just a Mm. lot of new stuff out there and perspectives.
0: Yeah. So we always want to be aspirational yet practical. Is there advice that you have for me, sweet listeners about things that we can be doing differently on Monday?
1: I think the two words or, or phrases I would say is take accountability, right? Mm-hmm. This is this piece of own your actions and, you know, however you are going to manage that, mm-hmm. but own those actions, right? Make that commitment to yourself. Yeah. And then move forward with that uh, from an accountability standpoint. And then my theme is is welcome the friction. Yeah. And just be comfortable in that moment mm-hmm. and know that It is going to be uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but if you get to that part, you're doing the right thing. You're Mm -hmm. asking the right questions. And as long as you're listening with the true intent of understanding, you will get to a better place.
0: Yeah. I hope that every listener will have some element of that on their 2021 New Year's resolution list. Thank you, Tina, for sharing your wisdom and motivation I really appreciate having you back in the Me Suite. This is Tina Gilbert, everybody.
1: Thank you, Donna. As always, great conversation.
0: Subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the Me Suite career coaching and professional development at theme It's D-me-Suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.